Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwan, and today's guest is Hakeem Bellas. Hakeem, welcome to the show. David, David, so glad to be here, my friend. Oh, man, I am so glad to have you on uh, on the show. This is a, a, a privilege and an honor to have you on here. Um, Hakeem is a former NFL athlete and currently a real estate enthusiast and also a public speaker. Uh, Hakeem, how did you, well, describe how you got, went from NFL to real estate. Give me a little bit of that, that, that backstory there. So it actually started way before the NFL. Um, my degree in college was business with a concentration in real estate. Oh, and awesome. My freshman year, the girl I wound up dating that summer, her dad had just started his own house flipping business. And he took me under his wing and we flipped like 10 houses in North Jersey, like while I was in college. Um, I, he owned a print shop, so I got to do some of the small tasks for his print shop. I used to deliver all across New Jersey, North Jersey, South Jersey um, out of just his pickup truck. Um, so I'm going into like the back of post offices and like the drop shipping department and like they're forklifting stuff out of the pickup truck. And I'm just like, that was what I was doing while I was in college playing division one football. Um, and I was also handwriting our direct mail letters and putting them in people's doors. Cause you couldn't put it in their mailbox cause that was technically illegal and it saved us money. We didn't have to actually pay for postage. I just drove and just knocked it all out. And then at the same time we were knocking on, uh, different houses knocking on doors and things like that like pre-foreclosures and it was uh it was unreal getting that hands-on experience yeah and you, you you were getting that 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 literal door knocking and you know driving for dollars you you i didn't even realize so i didn't even know about bigger pockets at that point i didn't even know i was driving for dollars until i knew about driving for dollars like <laughs> years later and i was just like wow I, it's pretty cool and i wish i knew about bigger pockets back then <laughs> it's like Oh wow! Oh, there's a name for that. I've been doing that forever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's so real. Yeah, it, it's 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 that. Uh, oh, there's a name for that. You know, it, it's it's. I've known people who you know used to, you know, buy duplexes, live in one half, and pay it off. And it's like, oh, now they call that house hacking. It's like, well, yeah, that was just people buying something and letting somebody else pay their house off before they didn't have a name for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger, pockets, bigger pockets has helped us get some, uh, you know, fancy names for, for, for different things that we used to just do. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so true. That's awesome. hundred percent. But bigger pockets though is I, I do credit them though for, you know, once I, after like my junior year, me and that girl broke up. So that whole relationship with her dad ended and uh, after college, like when I started to train for the NFL, I kind of had that moment of like, you know, if I don't, if I don't make it to the NFL, I'm gonna be back at home, like at my parents' house, like living on their like on the couch, like I have to figure out. So I need to figure out what I'm about to be doing next. And that was when I found out about Bigger Pockets podcast. And on my commute and while I was working out during when I was training for the NFL, like that's what I listened to is podcast and whatever book recommendations the guests would say, I would then listen to those audio books just over and over. Like that was four hours a day because I had an hour and a half each way and an hour for lunch every day. Um, and once I went to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, my rookie year, I house hacked a fourplex uh, using my FHA loan. Um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, give me a little give me a little bit of the details on that 
Uh, so I bought it for 268. I put down 13,000. Um, my mortgage was 1700 a month and the tenants brought in about 2300 a month while I was living there. Um, so I got to live for free and cash flow, probably about after HOA and expenses, probably about a hundred to 200 a month, month. Um, but living for free, uh, like when previously I was paying two grand a month, which would have been $24,000 to air. Um, yeah. and then when I got cut, I got cut after living there for only seven months. So instead of renting it out, cause you could technically be called due on sale of your loan. Um, if you move out or rent it out before a year. So I just to loophole it. I Airbnb that unit and actually made more than what I would have made renting the unit. Um, when I went to the Detroit lions. Awesome. Awesome. That, uh, that's, that, that is, that's amazing house hacking. That's, you know, that's, that's one of those stories where you go, Hey, uh, you know, this is, you know, if, if, if you don't have that money to get into the big multifamily or the big thing, get you a quadplex and, you know, put, put that down payment down, you know, get your foot in the door. I mean, I know so many people, you know, they want to step up. And after that, you know, I, I like a lot of people, it's like, well, you know, I, I've stepped up, I've went on to the next thing and I've gotten into the bigger and the better things, but you know, it's like, you know, that, that quadplex, I mean, you know, it's, it's like, well, look, this is, you know, that like your, your situation, it was, it, even if your other tenants just covered rent, that house is still paying you $24,000 a year because you're not paying for rent. You know, that's, that's such a, that's such an amazing, uh, you know, that, that still is such an amazing way to do it. You know, it's like, look, don't, uh, you know, if you don't have that big money and you can't get into the bigger deals, start with those smaller deals and, you know, make those work because they're still building you equity and, you know, it's still getting you that traction and getting you into the game and getting that ball rolling. 100%. 100%. Where'd you, uh, where'd you go from there? Uh, I went to the Detroit Lions. And when I was in Detroit, I bought a duplex and lived in one side and Airbnb the other side. And it, I, my mortgage was about 1032 a month. Airbnb brought in probably about 1400 a month. And we live for free, which was nice. And on awesome, property. Awesome. On so, you, you've, you've touched on like two different strategies and you've only had, <laughs> you, you've only had two places and you've already used double strategies. I mean, your house hacking, renting and Airbnb. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, definitely you were listening to bigger pockets and going, Hey, how 100%. I, uh, what's the, what's the most ROI I can get on this, on this, uh, on this house or on this place to be able to, uh, you know, live for free. Absolutely. You get pretty much creative as I can be. Awesome. Awesome. I love hearing those, those ultra creative ideas and, and just using, it's like, well, what can this place do for me? And you know, how can I use it? And being able to just turn that into, uh, you, you know, just, just being able to, to turn it, be creative and make something, pay you instead of you having to pay for something, you know, having to pay for a roof over your head, letting the roof pay you. That's a, that's such a lovely strategy. hundred percent. hundred percent. Where'd you go from there? Um, so actually it was, I took a, a left and still kept going forward. And so I went left and I bought land in Michigan, um, bought 40 acres about 
two hours north of Detroit, uh, but focus on the cannabis industry. So okay. we bought land for about a half a million dollars um, in anticipation that cannabis was going to go recreational in Michigan six months later, and it did. And we got an offer on the land for seven million six months later, you know, after it went recreational. And instead of cashing out, we're pretty much making different strategic partnerships and going to start to build out warehouses on the land for cultivation for the pretty much Michigan cannabis industry. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that's, uh, that's another, uh, that's, wow. That's an amazing (laughs) ROI on that. You know, it's, uh, you know, the valuation, but you know, it's, if it's good farmland, you know, it's always going to uh, go up and we've got the capacity to put 42, 20,000 square foot warehouses on the land. Um, so yeah, we're going to take it slow, but partner up with different, some of the best cultivators in the country and partner up with them as they distribute in Michigan as it because as it now become a recreational market. Awesome. Awesome, man. That's uh yeah, you've uh you've definitely dug in and, and figured your niche and and uh, you're crushing it, man. That's that is amazing that you're uh you know that that you've been able to do that. That's uh that foresight to to take that uh you know take that leap and be able to uh you know, be able to take advantage of, uh, you know, legalization. That's amazing. hundred percent. Yeah. And then, you know, from a real estate side, I wanted to start to focus on larger apartment buildings um, and start to raise a little bit of capital to, you know, buy different properties. And we bought a seven unit apartment building in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, as a, I mean, we bought a really, really nice seller finance deal. Um, gonna cash flow really, really nice in this market, about right on the outskirts of downtown Des Moines. Uh, amazing job growth, and because it's such a low barrier of entry, um, it's just a very, very nice high flow and cash flow market. Awesome, awesome. Um, how'd you how'd you come across somebody that was gonna owner finance that one? I'm, I always like hearing those stories. Oh, I mean, we just we saw the property. Oh, it was I partnered up with a guy. Um, that I met uh, was actually at a conference in Florida, and essentially because of the price and the after looking at the units, what they looked like, and knowing that he owned it free and clear, we just we gave him two offers. So we said two hundred thousand all cash, or two sixty twenty thousand down at four percent amortized over thirty years with a balloon payment after five years. Awesome. Awesome. That creative, <laughs> I love your creative mind. I mean, you, your, your, your mind is always, it just sounds like your mind is always charting and figure it out, you know, okay, which, you, you know, how many avenues can I get on this? And, and, and um, you know, I, you were, you were talking, I seen one of your, uh, you had a little uh, LinkedIn, uh, speech that you know you were talking about juggling 40 balls and if you drop 10 of them you still got 30 up in the air i understand that comment so much more now after this interview because i can see how your mind is constantly adding adding balls to juggle it's well if a couple fall they a couple fall we got we got more up in the air just to just to kind of keep concentrating on so that's 100 uh, <laughs> um 
Awesome. Awesome. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the creativity and the, you know, just, just keeping, you know, just keeping, keeping your mind turning and figuring out, okay, well, you know, I'm looking at this and, you know, okay, we don't have to have one strategy. Well, why don't we think about four strategies and we'll go with the one that we like most first. And then if that one doesn't work, well, we still have a couple more shots at this before we call it a, de- a done dead deal. So I, I, I love the creativeness and, and the, the multiple exit strategies that you've been using. I, it's, uh, I, I, really, I really love the strategies that you're using and, and how you're you know, just paying attention and thinking of how, how many different avenues that you can get. I, I, love that, uh, I love that philosophy and I love that, that thought pattern of being able to have multiple ways of, you know, turning, turning whatever I got into, if it, you know, just being able to work it in different angles and different ways, you know, hundred percent. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Um, and you said you also do some, some public speaking when you're doing the kind of, kind of pivoting here a little bit, when you're doing the public speaking part, what is, what is, what is your preferred, you know, what do you really like to talk about when you're, when you're doing that public speaking? What really like gets you going so, when you're speaking? Yeah, no, I, uh, my speeches definitely vary. I'm usually just, it depends on the topic, but most of the time I'm, I'm, I always just talk about my, like just my truths. So I talk about kind of my, always give my background, just like, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, started out as a landscaper, middle school. I used to sell Skittles and used to buy them by the box, you know, for $13 at Sam's Club and sell them for a dollar each, make $23 per box. So I bought my first iPhone. I mean, not iPhone, my first cell phone. It was the LG Chocolate. And, uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, the white one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I talk about when I was in college, I was a bench player. So I, I, I you know, didn't you know I didn't play until my senior year like I didn't see the field like redshirted my freshman year sophomore year junior year did just all these all those years I rode the bench and my senior year I moved from wide receiver to tight end and my first game I got my first catch second game got my first touchdown third game started every game after that and then got granted my fifth year for my scholarship and between my fourth and fifth year is kind of when things changed for me you know I was I went on a missionary trip to Haiti me and my mom my dad and my grandma um, and our mission was to give out medicine different churches and orphanages across the country and we went out there with some nurses from Villanova University and um, while we were out there it was like 2 30 in the morning and we were playing cards and you know those like electric fly swatters that make like the pow pow sounds yeah. um we're playing spades and all of a sudden you hear this pow and like I freeze and I'm thinking like, who's hitting the fly swatter at two 30 in the morning. In reality, it was a gunshot and you see a foot kick through the front door and eight guys storm into the house we get shot at point blank range. This guy tackled me out of my chair to pretty much get us out of the way. They flip over this table. There's a girl next to us with a shawl on. They rip the shawl into pieces, hog tie us hands tied behind our back, feet tied at our ankles. Um, and they go room to room and pretty much try and steal everything. And there's a pastor staying with us. And if you didn't know where his bedroom was, you'd have never looked there. And he calls the police and the police say, where are you guys located at? 
nope, we don't go there. And oh, hang wow. up. Yeah, hang up. And then he calls the next door neighbor, says, go outside with your gun and just empty out the clip. And so outside now you hear just gunshots going off, and like you not like you don't know, you know, what's happening. Is the country under attack? Like what the hell's going on? And at that point, we had thought they left, but on our compound, we also had like a medical clinic with some beds and stuff there. They were kind of in there looking for stuff to steal and stuff like that. And that pastor had actually done the prayer that morning at the prime minister's office. And he called the prime minister himself saying, send the police, we're under attack. And probably about 45 minutes later from when it all started, you finally hear sirens from the distance. And the cops come in. They pretty much tell us to take pictures with our phones and cameras, which we pretty much we got stolen. And, you know, bring it by the station if you want. And good luck. And left after like probably 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then three days later, I started my fifth, like my summer classes, like summer workouts going into my fifth year for college. And like, I had like awful PTSD, you know, I pissed myself like when it happened, like it was one of the, I mean, that's obviously one of the wildest experiences that's ever happened to me in my life, but it's something I can frame against every day. Like what I do, like from going to the NFL, from what I'm doing every day and terms of like you know after getting over something like that everything else is easy as about as about to say that 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 makes um that makes getting up in front of a crowd that makes uh well really that makes most stuff that you know some people get hung up on and have issues with it's like now fear has a different definition for that you can die at any moment yeah do you know what i mean like I'm I'm in this country giving back, you know, and you think, you know, nothing's going to happen to you in, some, in a situation like that. Yeah. And, 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 wow. Yeah, uh, so I mean, it's, 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 it, it helps you. It helps me in everyday situations to say the least. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, that That's a, uh, you, you know, it, it definitely gives you a different frame of mind and a different, a, a completely different outlook on, on life in general, I'm pretty sure that uh, that that makes you go. Well, look, uh, you know this this day is a great day because I'm here, and you know if things have been laid out just a little bit different, it may not be that way. So, definitely enjoy and appreciate this day for what it is. So, wow, um, <clears throat> yeah, I hadn't know I didn't know that part of your story. That is, you know, that's it. it so it's yeah, shocking I talk about and, that. Yeah, I, I talk about that and. You know, overcoming that is I, I credit going overcoming that getting to the NFL is you know I was that that's easy not easy but it's not it's not nothing's hard after you go through something like that in the sense of mentally it's easy to train you know it's easy to grind it's because it's you can go as hard as you want because you know you're not going to die yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like this is not the worst thing you know it's like when you're thinking back relatively it's like oh i got this i mean you know it's like look look you know i i survived that i can it feels cliche but it's real (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it's like look one more set's not going to kill me you know that 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 pushing myself that one more you know making that one more phone call or knocking on that one more door or 
you know, picking up and making one more call to a broker or making, you know, it's like, look, um, you, you know, oh, if I pick up this phone call and I call this broker, the worst thing that this broker is going to tell me is no. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> gunshots or no, uh, you know, no has much, much less impact on you <laughs> after something like that, for sure. 100%. 100%. Oh, man, that is. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I talk about that. And I just tell my stories. I talk about that. I talk about how I made the NFL. And then I, I just talk about whatever I'm doing and what I think is going on and how pretty much if I can add value in the moment, how I can add value, whatever the crowd I'm talking to in terms of how to do things, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's, so I'm also starting, I just started a media company, like a global media company um, where it's pretty much an agency base where I'm representing small businesses and real estate agents um, from like a digital media strategy side and actually like a content output side, like building content around what they're doing. And I guess that's just kind of me, one, I guess, being an entrepreneur, but two, just double downing on kind of what I know and building teams around it as I scale my personal brand, actually build out, you know, something big. Awesome. Awesome, man. That, that is, that, that, that that sounds awesome, man. I, I that uh, <clears throat> especially the 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 media piece and being able to uh, you know being in this this day and age and having you know the media platforms that that we do because uh, you know uh, you know especially you know we met on LinkedIn and 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 you know pushing and using your LinkedIn account and I, both of us I know have. You know, recently, I'm I'm pretty sure you were influenced by by Gary Vee the same way I was to you know, give TikTok a plant a, a chance. You know, it's like 150. percent you, you, you know, it, it's like look, this is this is this is another platform, and you know, this is for for my listeners. It's like look, if you're trying to grow your brand, if you're trying to reach out out there, you know, look, LinkedIn LinkedIn is golden. You know, it's starting to catch fire now. TikTok. You know, like Gary Vee said, you know, it's like, look, um, you, you know, people are going to age up. And the worst thing is, is you, you know, you have 15 year olds in five years that even even if TikTok's gone, they still know your name from it being on TikTok and they're now 100%. on LinkedIn or wherever. But it's like, look, this, you know, worst case scenario is, is you're priming the next generation to know who your name is. And exactly. That's, it's for whatever and, and that's, platform. You know, and that's only if TikTok doesn't blow up and age up like Gary thinks it will. You know, so so that's uh, you, you know, it's I, I love the fact that you're using, you know, the social media platforms to drive your growth and your branding, and to be able and helping others be able to, you know, expand and grow their fr- footprint. I, I I love the 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 philosophies and strategies that you have. I you know I've personally i'm trying to take care of those same strategies you know using those same things so you know, it's it, it's awesome to hear somebody else you know you know doing those same things and focusing on the same things and you know pushing in that same direction so uh that is that is awesome to 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 hear somebody you know pushing and building those those brands also and you know i like being able to get that word out there to you know to to my listeners of you know look you know use these platforms because there's so much natural, you know, just free 
organic growth that you can have on it that you don't even really, you know, you don't have to spend money on this stuff. It's just to be, get on there. So freaking powerful. Your first post can go viral. You know, my, my first post, I got 50,000 views and it went viral and I got speaking gigs from it. I got amazing relationships from it. I got different, more relationships within the cannabis industry from it. Um, And then my next post, I got like 70 views on it. <laughs> my next post, I got like 150 views. And my next post, I got like 80 views. And then like my next post, I got like 88,000 views. Just like out of nowhere. And it's just like, you never know. Just You just have, you never know if you're not posting. You know what I mean? I would have well, never well, known well, if I stopped. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's, that's the thing. It's like, look, <laughs> it, you know, just, just throw it out there. I mean, Come on, if it's really bad and, you know, a couple of weeks down the road, you go, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed of it. It has like eight hits and, you know, it's crappy. Well, delete it, but throw it up there because you never know. Like you said, you never know what's going to catch fire. You never know what's going to all Absolutely. of a sudden, you know, you, you you flip it on and you go, oh, wow. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I was networking with a lady the other day. She goes, uh, you know, she goes, I have a friend of mine, you know, like there's a video of her husband and her son and her and, you know, her son's like dancing in the background. I forget even what it was, but she goes, all of a sudden they have like 180,000 hits on it, you know, just out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, it's just crazy. It's like, look, post it. The worst thing is, is nobody's going to look at it and it's not going to hit. But OK, you know, well, OK, next time I don't need to do that. <laughs> we'll try something different you know it, exactly. it's uh you know like tony robbins says uh you know you do something did it work no do something else you know and it's like well if that didn't work well, do something you know keep doing something until it until it catches you know it's like you, you you just have to keep doing something as long as you're doing something you're going to grow and you know it's like look the you know thomas edison you know ten thousand tries at a light bulb you know it's like well it, if he'd stopped at 9,000, you know, we'd all be walking around, you know, using candles still. And and that'd be a kind of a little bit different trying to light your computer with a freaking candle behind it. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, just, uh, yeah, for my listeners out there, just, you know, it's like, look, just, just keep pushing that, you know, um, you know, keep, keep taking action, keep posting, you know, just, just keep doing it and be authentic. Be you. Don't, you know, don't hide from you. Um, just just be you. Do what you do. And, you know, look, somebody out there is going to like it. And, you know, you keep trying different things. You'll hit something eventually. You know, just like I said, the main thing is, is just be authentic and be yourself. That's real. 100%. That's, I mean, that's the best advice I could give. It's right there. Exactly what you just said. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, we're getting kind of long on this one. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. But my always my last question is, is uh, how do you like to give back? Uh, um, with my content, um, you know, I, I try and I just I give everything that I know for free. Like I don't I don't charge, you know, anything in terms of, you know, I'm not I'm not selling you nothing. I'm just everything that I know is, is on my Instagram page, on my LinkedIn page is somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yep, like yep. my media company is just going to be doing actual content output for people. 
You know what I mean? And, or a strategy from a strategy perspective. It's not like everything that I know is free everywhere. And like, I think that's the most value because, you know, a lot of people are charging a lot of money for different, you know, courses and just crazy things where I, I think it's all out there. You know what I, I mean? I, 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 I love that. I love that. Look, um, you, you, you know, I, I believe in, in um, the universe will never let you down. It's like, look, you can't outgive. You just can't outgive. I, I don't care what your religion, what your faith, whatever it is. You it's know, so it, real. It's, it's like, like look, people DM me and ask me to talk. Like I, I literally just send them my link and they set up a phone call and we just talk. Yeah. And like, sometimes those conversations go for a long time, like longer than they probably should. Like in my, from my time perspective, but like, that's how I give. I just, I, I love having conversations. And like, that's probably one of the best parts of my day is just somebody will tell me how like the problem they'll have, they're having or something. And just like solving that problem is like my high. Awesome. Awesome, man. That is, I, I, I love that philosophy. Um, if my listeners want to get a hold of you, what's, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, probably just DMing me on Instagram at HawkVallis80, H-A-K-V as in Victor, A-L-L-E-S, and the number 80, or just messaging me on LinkedIn. Um, awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I, again, Hakeem, I just thank you so much for being on. I thank you so much for sharing. Um, if there is ever anything that uh, I I can do or my listeners can do for you, just give us a shout back and uh, we'll do what we can for you, man. I appreciate you for, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. And until next time, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, my friend.